This is John Jackson Miller, author of Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Knight Errant, Lost Tribe of the Sith, A New Dawn, Canto Bite, and Kenobi, and you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Hello there. A Utini Podcast Network production. This is a supply run. In and out, quickly and quietly. Episode 125, reviewing The Bad Batch Season 1. The cavalry has arrived! On this episode, the story of the separated drumsticks. Obviously we are different. Your book reviews. You disobeyed orders. And the Utini crew talks about Season 1 of The Bad Batch. Good soldiers follow orders. And now, here are your hosts. Let's blow something up! Dr. Corey Hilton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Living Force, a Utini Network podcast tonight all about the Bad Batch. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk about our favorite animated show, maybe, we'll find out, is the full cast of characters, starting with the bluntest Dr. Tennessee has ever known, Dr. Corey Hilton. The bluntest? You're pretty blunt as a doctor. (laughs) Blunt. I do live right next to Bluntville. I kid you you not. That is the name of a city literally like five minutes away from here. Rad man, yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? We're here. We're here. Talk about Bunny Hunt. Let's do it. I'm here. You are here. Who is also here? (laughs) The mayor of Bluntville himself. That's not true. Charles (laughs) Hankel. Hey, dude. Um. I, I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, I guess well, there are no rules beanie, tonight. So. I guess there are no rules tonight because this is kind of bounty hunt. When we do bounty hunt, there's no rules. So welcome, welcome everybody. Kind of grab I mean, the hell. Here. That's true. There's 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 no <laughs> rules. The only rule is that everyone <clears throat> must stand at attention and pledge allegiance to the magnificence of Wes Jenkins. <clears throat> Hello, I pledge allegiance bad to the West. Batches. Corey, shut up during my intro. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> welcome everyone. To uh, the Living joke. Force slash a nice bounty hunt diversion. And uh, Eric, take it away. <laughs> All right, I will. I shall. Uh, hey, everyone. So as we're saying, Bounty Hunt, if you're unfamiliar, is our extra show that we have on this channel and other podcast feeds where we talk about the animated shows. And tonight, because the Bad Batch season one just ended, our main show is going to be basically an episode of that. We're going to talk about the finale of the Bad Batch season one. Then we're going to talk about the season as a whole. You know, give it the proper full show treatment that we thought it deserved but before that a couple things first off the weirdest thing happened this week my friends you may know that most of us at utini met three years ago but what if we didn't we're gonna talk about this yes we are because (laughs) what we found out in our company slack this week we were just chatting about something and somehow wait wait wait, listen i i have to i have to set this up I have to set the stage. Okay, for you, set it up. Set it Eric. up. Okay, so the year is 2008. It's a dark time. It is. The U.S. economy has collapsed all around us. <laughs> the housing oh, market, where'd it go? Oh, the no. economy, no, oh, what happened? Oh, Can I get a house for free? Oh my God, I have to pay for it. Oh man, 13 years ago, 2008. Uh, Eric, where are you living in 2008? I am living in Michigan, in rural ass Michigan. I am in my, at this point, it's the summer of 2008, right? So I had, I'm about to enter my senior year of high school. Yes. Uh, In the sticks. Wow. 
You're old. I was uh, in my freshman year of high school. Um, Goodness. In, you know, the middle of nowhere, Georgia. Uh, my parents, God bless their souls. They're not dead. Just, you know. <laughs> uh, my, my parents. <laughs> my parents. Oh, <laughs> my parents own, then, you know? own a farm in Kentucky. Uh, for some reason, they decided to buy a giant farm instead of a beach house. That's their problem. Whatever. Cool. We can have cows instead. All right. So we have this giant farm in, in rural Kentucky on the Cumberland River. And we would go there every summer for a couple weeks at a time and that sort of thing. And uh, we were part of a church there. Uh, so this is like you know five hours from where I live in Georgia. Mm-hmm. We, we would go to church occasionally there while we were there, and they had a youth group that I would just go to because, you know, I had no friends up there, so I had some, needed something to do, so my parents would just take me to the youth group or whatever. So I got hooked up with them up there, and uh, fast forward to today, and not today, I guess. Eric, you want to you tell the, the how this happened? Yeah, so <clears throat> you were there at this point in 2008 to set the stakes on my end. I am so into Christian rock. It is the only thing I listen to. It is... All the shirts I have, all my like carry-on CDs, all, everything on my Zune is Christian rock because I had a Zune. I was that guy. Zune, a Zune. Wow. Um, and I heard about this music festival in Kentucky. It was called the Ichthus Music Festival. So I grabbed my mom and my best friend at the time, um, and was like, "Hey, you guys want to go to this three-day music festival? You camp out. We have we had a pop-up camper, so we drove to Kentucky and went to this three-day music festival. So for somehow this." week in our company slack we started talking i think about christian rock bands at some point i don't know how it came up um we were talking we were talking about cringy things that cringy, have happened in our past it. on the cringy internet things in 2008. and and you i shared this horrible image that my cousin sent to me where i told her her friends were hot in like mm-hmm. 2006 i'm like what the hell yep. uh cringiest thing i've ever posted on the internet i believe yeah. uh eric oh, you yeah. posted some things that and you had some like, christian rock eric is in love on my facebook i'm like is in love with christian rock.net exclamation point it's so epic <laughs> and then i'm like uh, yeah it was so epic i went to this music festival in 2008 and Corey was like Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Guess where I was in 2008. Long story short, (laughs) Eric and I realized that we were probably within 25 feet of each other in 2008. We both have memories of being at a specific band's concert, their show. I remember remember them throwing drumsticks. Eric caught one of the drumsticks. I may, I'm not really sure if it's from that band, I may have the other drumstick. I definitely caught a drumstick and took it home with me as a souvenir. Yep. Like, from the music festival and Eric is like Eric was like you remember that we, we were trying to figure out if it was the same year and Eric was like remember it got rained out in the mudslides I was like oh my god that's the that's the year I was there 13 Crazy. years ago we were, and then we put up some pictures of us with just the worst hair ever oh my god um at that time so long story short fun fact for your audience we didn't meet each other three years ago but maybe we actually met 13 years ago. Do you guys realize if you re, if you reunite those drumsticks, lightning may say. strike and the sky may part. <laughs> I mean, going to might be it. <laughs> Absolutely never. We, we probably should not do that because we may get struck by lightning on the spot. Like, just we don't because like that. that happens. It's wood. They don't yeah. conduct electricity. By far... I know, that's true. <laughs> by far the... Wait, that's not true. Wood definitely conducts electricity. By far the craziest thing what? that ever happened... Wild ever happened ever um, have in Slack craziest thing ever. So we want to share that with you guys. The other thing I wanted to share is give a thank you 
to, I believe, someone in the chat, uh, Angelia Richardson, last week I uh, left a review of the Clone Wars No Prisoners, the Rex and Ahsoka book. And you know what? I liked the review so much that I freaking bought it. So <laughs> I want to say thank you. Nice. Um, we don't own all the Star Wars books or have read all the Star Wars book, but it's, the review seemed so cool. I had no idea why I didn't have this book about Rex, who a lot of you know is my favorite, and Ahsoka, who is my favorite. So thank you, Angelia, for your review. I can't wait to read this when, uh, you know. Uh, but it'll look cool on the shelf, is the point. <laughs> so I, I can't wait to someday read that. Thank you for that. And to all of you writing reviews, if you write a review of a book that we haven't read and it sounds really cool, you might just make us spend our own money on it. So much appreciated. But speaking of people that spend their money on things way better than that, our Patreon! That's right. Uh, no new patrons or patrons of the week this week. But what we do have is one final announcement that, uh, guess what? This Friday, August 20th, is our Patreon event. It's been months in the making, literally, and it's finally here. I can't believe it. This Friday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we are going to be doing a drunk trivia night with the four of us, hosted by Timothy Guthrie. It's going to be a, a freaking blast. Our patrons have been giving questions to Tim that we don't know about. He has other questions and rules that we don't know about. So if you want to see us get really silly, you have until Friday Join our Patreon and join us for that night. And if you can't make it Friday night, that's okay. The video will be up only on Patreon for ever, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully. Unless, unless something really bad happens and we have to delete it from the internet forever because of reasons. We'll see I what can't happens. imagine how that could possibly happen when we all get it incredibly intoxicated. And but, you know, whatever. Fingers crossed. We'll hopefully, find out. <clears throat> hopefully there will be a moment where an image is, is taken and it will be put on a shirt since... That's hopefully going to be one of our uh, new things Fingies that happens. cross. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. We'll see what happens. All right, now, uh, let's do a semi-brief, uh, but still fun, Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Um, this week, not a ton of Star Wars news, uh, but what we did have was an event on Saturday that a lot of us partook in, took part in, partaken in with and things. I don't know. It was free comic book day. And I just wanted to show off, if you guys didn't, weren't able to get out, uh, the two Star Wars comics that came out, which were a Star Wars Adventures, the High Republic, Star Wars, the High Republic Adventures, sorry, little one-shot here with Lula Zine and Ram Jamaram from Race to Crash Point Tower, and our first look at Star Wars, the Edge of Balance manga. Did you guys get out to grab these on Saturday? I did indeed, and I got a couple other things too, and spent like $50 on comic books at the store, because that's what you <laughs> do on free comic book day. They got yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I freaking love, I love Free Comic Book Day. It's been a while since I've been in a comic book shop. Shout out to Alley Cat Comics in Chicago where I went. It's, I can walk to it from my place. Uh, they were very nice. I bought a giant $50 hardcover that I've been meaning to get. Uh, wow. but I also wanted to just show, in case you guys haven't seen, um, just real quick, a preview of The Edge of Balance, if you didn't get to pick it up. Because, oh my gosh, this art is so fun. This is Mr. Wow. Mr. Master, Stellan Geos. Look oh, at that, that man. Oh, we know. Look how angry that. he looks in that bottom corner. <laughs> he is. He's like, there's been an accident in hyperspace. I don't know why I went there, but <laughs> that's kind of what he sounded like. Like Arnold. Um, and I wanted to show you all, this is, if you didn't get the High Republic uh, Adventures version, then I don't think you're going to get it. But check out this double page spread they have from the Rising Storm. Bada boom. Look Whoa, at that. Wow. Whoa, that Look looks sick. Look at Ty Yorick on a sandball. Um, nice, nice, nice. One of my absolute favorite art pieces. But just a shout out to Free Comic Book Day for featuring some High Republic, which is like yeah. Yeah, that's super so cool. cool. It's a national super event. Rad. 
So I love that that happened. And also go support your local comic book stores if you can. I know a lot of people like me read Star Wars comics digitally, but if you need to pick some stuff up, go check out your LCS. They need your business. Um, someone else that maybe doesn't need your business because they got all your business is Out of Print Tees because this past week, uh, maybe you were lucky enough to be online at a certain time on Tuesday because as seen next to me here, the Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good Out of Print version went on sale last Tuesday, and y'all, it sold out in, officially, seven minutes. Jeez. Um, so, wow. a couple things about that. Number one, if you pay scalpers $1,800 for a book, that's the new price of the book. So, you can, um, <laughs> but, like... I know. We're, the we're book sold out in seven minutes. Seven the minutes. The book sold out in seven minutes, and it was on eBay in nine minutes. Yep. So, yep. so dumb. If dumb. you're a scalper... Uh, Screw you in hate particular. You. Hate you. Uh, <laughs> but if you were lucky enough to get it, that's great. If you were not, and you maybe want some more exclusive books coming up, I got to tell you, join our Discord community. Because the Greater Good channel in our Discord was going. It was uh, to the minute stuff dropped, people were tagging folks. People were, ta were putting out links about buying stuff. And a lot of folks in our community were able to get it. Because there's a lot of communication. And just, so just shout out to the Awesome Mutiny Discord for helping folks get these books, get these drops. Uh, there will definitely be one for Lesser Evil later on in the year or maybe early next year, depending on how they do it. So if you want to get some of these exclusive books, whether it be Thrawn, whether it be anything else, jump at DrewUtini.com slash Discord. Jump in those book channels. And while you're there, have some fun conversations with folks. And know that some people like our trusty Be Nasty, Spice Den, other people are going to post those links to make sure you can get these books and not pay uh, up to four figures for them. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was, I'm thinking about the down payment I could get if I sold all my stuff. Anyway, if you want regularly priced things, you can also hit up the utini.com release schedule. Because we are looking forward currently to the High Republic Tempest Runner, the audio drama that is y'all coming in two weeks on August 31st. And then, of course, the Life Day Treasury, the upcoming book by George Mann and Kevin Scott on September 7th. And as we showed the preview of the High Republic Edge of Balance manga on September 7th. So check out that new release page, jump in the Discord, have some conversations, and get your next Star Wars book today or tomorrow or whenever you get paid next. I get it. Uh, Charles, we had a couple of really good book reviews this week. Tell us about them. We did. So the first review we had came from Lando, who just reads like a heathen. I don't, he's always reviewing it's stuff. Incredible. It's wild to me. Uh, and Lando read Heir to the Empire by Timothy Zahn, gave it five stars, and said, deserving of the label classic. Lando goes on to say, I've loved Thrawn and his journey in canon, with it actually being some of my most anticipated content coming up, with the end of the Ascendancy trilogy and his name drop in The Mandalorian Season 2. I finally got to go back to his origins on my read through the post-RTJ Legends books. I was hesitant of just instantly accepting this book with the amount of praise I had seen given it by others. I figured perhaps it was a case of rose-colored glasses in hindsight where the book would be seen much better than it is because of nostalgia, which is something I often ponder about the OT movies until I rewatch them and realize that they really are just great. Being my first time <laughs> reading these books, I wouldn't have the nostalgia to sway my opinion, but man, after the first two to three chapters, I knew I was in for a ride. Thrawn felt the same in this book as he does in canon, which is a testament to Zahn's writing and personal connection to the character. Another testament to his skill is just how well he was able to conjure atmospheres that I genuinely felt while reading. Anytime the Nogri or Rook were in the page, I had an eerie feeling of creepiness and discomfort with their unknownness. 
Thrawn felt more than the villainous version we see of him in Rebels, whereas the canon books paint him with his own POV as a more heroic character. But every time he spoke up, Every time he spoke or appeared, it felt like a natural appearance and action for his character. There's so much more I could say that's already been said, but I will add my voice to the massive chorus singings on in this book's praises. So, yes, I'm glad that you finally got around to this book. I agree (laughs) that it deserves all those praises, and it's exciting how much of it also is being brought into canon. Not just how Thrawn acts and speaks and those sorts of things, but genuinely plot points from... Legends, Zahn is bringing a lot of those back. For real. And again, a reminder, if you have not read Air of the Empire, we just recently got that um, Legends Essentials collection version of it with that awesome new cover. And the Second Thrawn book, I believe, is coming up on September 7th as well. Isn't that the next wave they're doing Second Thrawn? Um, I think so. Yes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you haven't read that yet and you want these like bigger books, sexy new covers, <laughs> Thrawn with force-canceling lizards, <laughs> that's all I got. It's been a while since I, I say, read that. <laughs> I would say Rook in the in Heir to the Empire, um, I pictured him a lot taller than when I saw him in Rebels. So yeah. just He's a bit short for a stormtrooper, mm. yeah. For sure. Rook, you're shorter than I expected. <laughs> a lot of short jokes in Star Wars now that I'm thinking about it. What the hell, George? That's why Corey loves it so much. Um, mm. all oh, right. my God. <laughs> Get out. Speaking of... Short people. Corey, would you please read Moonflyer's <laughs> review? <laughs> yes, this uh, this review is by Moonflyer, and uh, they reviewed The High Republic Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. Gave it four stars and said, Into the High Republic. This is a fun story that introduces us to some interesting new characters, but has a slower start. While A Lot of the Jedi starts action-packed like all of our favorite Star Wars movies, this book spends a lot of time developing characters and relationships. I love the unique characters Grey has put together in this adventure and how they work together. I love the concept that there are Wayfinder Jedi roaming around out there. I think it's an interesting concept that hasn't really ever been touched on before. The action picks up in the last 100 pages of the novel, which is where the book really gets good. I did find some of the twists a little, little predictable, but uh, which is why I would probably score this book a little lower than a 10 on a 10-point scale, maybe a 7. I also agree with Utini's placement of this book in level 2. This seems like a more like a should-read book than a must-read. Overall, this is another good start in Wave 1, and I'm sure we'll be seeing more of these characters in future stories as we delve deeper into the High Republic. I think that's pretty much on par with our review of the book. Yeah, like, so. I think as a Claudia Gray book, like it stands out because she's an excellent author, but it had some places where it felt like it could maybe improve on. Yeah. Also really appreciate the shout out to the Utini reading order. I actually pulled it well, up. I we haven't talked about that baby in a while. Real quick. Tell people That's about right. it. So the Utini reading order, if you go to the website, you can find it. It's up in the top under the book section. It's just the Utini reading order. And this is a reading order that we've been working on. I mean, we add books to it every single time a new book comes out. And it really just highlights, like, if you have never read a single Star Wars book, these are kind of roughly the categories they're in. And we recently redesigned this page. It looks prettier. It's a little easier to read. Um, and it has like a nice little breakdown of what we consider like the not necessarily the absolute best content that's ever been created, but kind of like the order in which you should consider reading it if you're going to read it like just starting at the beginning and need to read something. Then you know I think our Utini reading order is a pretty good breakdown of how that um, of how that goes. And uh, you know Moonflyer specifically was talking about the different categories because the tier one is the ones you absolutely have to read. You must read them. Level two is like the should read. Um, you know, you shouldn't skip these. These are good, but maybe read all the tier one books first. Yeah. 
So I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'll always love those shoutouts. And also, another thing about Moonflyer's review that I liked was talking about the characters in Into the Dark coming back. They absolutely have a lot of the, the crew of the the vessel. There it is. Of the crew of the vessel, Leox, Affy, Geode, of course, uh, are now showing up in the High Republic Adventures comic. Again, one of the reasons we love the High Republic so much is that they're going between every medium all the time. We're getting all our favorites in comics, in books, and audio dramas very soon. So... If you haven't read the High Republic Adventures and you want to see what Geo looks like in person, um, you can do that. It exists. So thank you to the two of you for your reviews. And again, if you want your review on this show, look up your book on utini.com, add a star rating and your own review at the bottom of the page, and maybe we will read it on this show. And of course, if you're like Angelia, maybe you'll leave a review that makes me buy my next Star Wars book and rearrange all of my shelves. Uh, so thank you for that two hours of my time, and we'll get back. All right, now, we would usually do a merch head now, but as we said, this is a bit of a different show. Because now, we are going to go to Bounty Hunt. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Bounty Hunt, a Utini Network podcast inside another Utini Network podcast. Uh, what we're going to do today is talk about the season finale of The Bad Batch. Uh, if you have not seen the episode... Uh, thank you for hanging out for the first part of the show. We highly recommend pausing here, going to watch it or the whole season again, and then coming on back because we are going to spoil it. That's right. Spoilers abound. It will be spoiled. We're going to talk about what happens. Uh, but we're also going to talk Spoilers. about the season as a whole. So <laughs> all of you in the chat, let us know uh, as we go on what you think about it. <clears throat> and if you've never listened to Bounty Hunt before, we'll see what happens. So we're going to do a brief summary of what happened to remind you. We're going to rate it 1 to 10. And then talk about it. You fellas ready to talk about some bad batch? Wait, I haven't watched it. Two. That was my impression of someone that needed to pause. Oh my god, that was so good. That was authentic. <laughs> I thought so too. I Thank you. It. Yeah, been working on it. I oh didn't my goodness. It. <laughs> Continue, Eric. Well, please, okay. Please stop now, interrupting. Now the Corey. air has been sucked out of everything. Here we go. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, episode sixteen of the Bad Batch. It did finally air. Episode sixteen, Camino Lost. We open up on the Bad Batch trying to leave Camino, and this basically lasts the entire episode. It is focused only on them. Throughout the episode, they meet trials along the way, like flooding compartments, power that is down, electric things, sea monsters, etc. But all along, Crosshair and Hunter debate their purpose, the purpose of the Batch. Whose side are they on? Are they actually on the run? Should they join the Empire? What is the purpose of the clones? Finally, though, they seal themselves in medical capsules and float to the surface, aided by a dying AZ. However, on their way up, AZ flees back for Omega, who's been hit by a bunch of debris, but his batteries die in the effort. Omega then breaks free of her capsule to go back for the droid, and in a surprising act of heroism, Crosshair takes his sniper and fires a grappling shot to bring them back to the surface of Kamino. Back at the Marauder, Hunter gives Crosshair one last chance to come home, to be a member of the Bad Batch once more, but he denies it. His place is now with the Empire. The Bad Batch leaves Kamino. With the whole structure now deep underwater, but back at another forested Imperial base that we'll talk about a bit later, Nala Say is introduced to a scientist wearing a uniform just like Dr. Pershing from The Mandalorian. She has some work to do. Season one. All right, fellas. <clears throat> Let's go right into it. One, two, ten. Charles, I like what you're doing with your fingers there with your thoughts. You first. It's all one to ten. coming together, <laughs> so I'm steepling my fingers as one does when things all come together. I will, I will give this episode. Mm, what did I give the last one? I th I think I gave it a ten. I will give this one a nine point 
four. Uh, I loved hmm, a lot about simple. it, but I actually do think that it uh, was not as good as the prior episode. But mm, that's not to sure. say that it wasn't fantastic. And the Easter egg at the end that I know we're going to talk a lot about is worth like at least 9.0 of those 9.4 <laughs> points. <laughs> totally fair. Wes, how about you, dude? So I didn't manage my expectations, gentlemen. Can you believe it? What? I left room in last episode for this episode to get a 10. And it didn't surpass last episode, <clears throat> much like Charles. So I think I gave last episode like a 9.5 or 9.6. I'm going to give this one a 9.5 as well. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was hoping for a couple of things that were not revealed in this mm-hmm. episode, but it was still really good. I mean, the music involved in this oh, and then the reveals, it was gosh. it was super, super good, especially if you watch yeah. this in a dark room, then uh, you got like the full cinematic experience. Yeah, really yeah I saw on Twitter that I think the, the composers were like, Shut your shut the blinds. Turn up. So like in the morning, I literally I like paper clipped like what I do for the show. I paper clipped <laughs> all my curtains together. Turned down the sound bar, and I'm like, let's go. Uh, Corey, one to ten. I will uh, give this episode a nine, a little lower than both mm-hmm. both you guys. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I totally agree. It was a fantastic conclusion to the show. Um, that, those those uh those like split second little looks that we got at Camino in the last episode though i mean I think that's what yeah. that's what won me i think that's what's my favorite episode so far so oh cool uh, let's hold on to that because i want i want to ask you about that again later too uh i'm gonna go probably like 9.6 right i gave them a 9.8 again loved it a lot thought the last one was a little better but like i mean i thought it was great it was it was a very fitting end of the season it ended the stories we wanted um someone like wes i was like oh i wonder if we'll go other places like we kept talking about you know racks and all those things but I think I, I was able to maybe manage slightly enough to not be too worried about that um, because, again, we know we're getting season two. So uh, first question, though, let's address that. How do you guys think this episode functioned? And maybe both episodes, if you want to go there. How do they function as a finale to this first season? And how does this finale, these two, this two-part finale, compare to other season <laughs> finales we've gotten so far? Because we've gotten some great ones in Star Wars television, yeah. live action and animation. I think it's tough because mm. in a lot yeah. of ways the finale the finale was fantastic. It is I think if you look at the the final two episodes together, like you're saying, it is one of the strongest finales we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. however, I will say it didn't answer the questions I thought it was going to answer and it brought That's up right. other questions mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it to ask. So it really did subvert right. my sure. expectations oh. and that piques my interest, but there's also that little thing that's like, wait, but I want to know this thing and this thing and this thing. And now that we know there's a season two, I'm sure all that's coming. But mm-hmm. um, but it was uh, it was not what I expected. Totally fair. Yeah, I'm, and I think I'm with you there too. I I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, if only they had been aired like you know at the same time as a, as an hour long. And as someone who like wakes up early before work to watch it, I'm kind of glad they didn't. Uh, but but I do get that like. Treating them as one piece, I think, is 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 better. Um, and I think as 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 the finale, though, I think this does stack up with things like um, like the siege of Lothal. Um, like uh, I think I think the siege of Mandalore is always going to be kind of. I mean, it, it's four yeah, parts. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind that of unfair. Episode, I know. You know? And it, and the very last show was episode in the back. final moments. Like yeah. yeah, right. It was yeah. brought back. It was seven seasons. Like yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, like, like so that's how kind can of you possibly unfair, top that? You know, right. but. But it's like this was absolutely at least on par with like the Mandalorian finales, um, 
I thought it was just solid. I thought it was a nice balance of focusing on the batch, the yeah. characters that existed, while still hearkening back to the nostalgia of Camino, you know, mm-hmm. of that kind yep. of stuff. Um, you know, I felt I feel like the I feel like the climax of the finale was in the first part, though, right? Yeah, no, like, I don't, I, think I don't, so. I don't really, I don't really feel like the climax was like. The sort of odd filler of jumping in tubes to float to the surface and losing the droid that was only introduced a couple, you know, episodes earlier. Like, I mean, like those flashes of Kamino being destroyed, that very well could have been the end of the season. And all of us would have been like, our faces are melting off. Like, yeah. No, totally. Yeah, I mean. I agree. And I'm not, I'm not really sure why they went there, to be honest. Like, that, that sort of seems odd. that They felt the need to sort of conclude things the way they did a little bit. Maybe, we'll ask the question later I want to address is like, you know, where does this end up for the next season? Obviously, mm-hmm. we're going to address that, but like, I don't know. They they wanted to take time away from Camino to like discuss the the crosshair like thing. So yeah, it was. I, I think it's interesting how they decide. Well, they answer the questions that not just questions we had throughout the season, but questions we've had watching Star Wars forever. Like, if, mm-hmm. since we're all prequel kids, we're just like, what happened to Camino? And we got that yeah. answer. Like we've had, yep. and they've been doing that with with rebels. They've been doing that with, say, the Mandalorian. So they've been answering mm-hmm. these these long time Star Wars questions that we've yep. been asking yeah, that we haven't right. seen that it's they've been retconned, they've been talked about, but they haven't actually seen them canonized. And here we are. So yeah, yeah. and I and think I like you, that. And I, and it, go ahead, Charles. I was just gonna say that I do think that from a character standpoint, as epic as the first part of this finale was. You kind of did need that time with the whole Bad Batch reunited and having those conversations because, mm-hmm. you know, clearly they're not getting back together right now. Okay, it's it's a breakup, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, if we just they go, are never ever ever getting back together. together. That is true, <laughs> but they're drawing some really harsh lines between crosshair and (laughs) the rest of the bad batch. And so that's where we're headed in the next season. We're just, we're going to continue that. And it would have been just very jarring to be like, wait, like what kind of discussions were had? Like, was there any kind of reconciliation? So I do think we needed that time, but yes, it's not as exciting. I'll, I'll give you that. And I think it's interesting Mm -hmm. because I feel like usually in star Wars storytelling, they reverse it, right? Like, usually the first half is the emotional relationship stuff, and then they come to an agreement, and then just everything explodes, and it's like, yep. run! And that, and then the universal stuff happens second. And I think yeah. that in this one, like, the universe consequences are Camino. Like, the universe doesn't really care about the Bad Batch yet, right? right. So right. I think that they just subverted that, and I think it was an experiment. And I think, like, for the most part, the episodes were still very good, but I think as far as the momentum, as y'all are saying, it definitely affected that. Um, mm-hmm. Which of course I do want to ask, you know, we have we have talked a lot this season about how sometimes when the episodes like focused on on people that weren't the bad batch, we weren't as such fans. We're like, we want to see the group together. We want to see them going. Yeah. This episode was literally just it's the it's it's the crew. It is linear. We're not cutting away. We're just going straight through with the, with the bad batch and Omega from top to bottom. How did you guys like the fact that we finally got an episode like that? Yeah. I mean, I was a big fan. I mean, I, I mean, it was still suspenseful, and the fact mm-hmm. that they were all together, and then there was you know a couple instances where they got separated. But the whole underwater scene mm-hmm. was really scary and good. And um, I mean, I was a big fan of the whole crew being back together, particularly with Crosshair and like how he was sort of forced to like be back in with the group was really, a really cool storytelling. That. Yeah, yeah, like, I, yeah, like he I had to do I'll his part with you survival like, mode. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Yeah, 
And I thought it was interesting, too, because, like, Star Wars is so good at cuts, right? Like, the, the star wipes and, like, all the stuff that George always loved to do. And this one, because of the fact that it was one continuous story, like, it couldn't rely on that. It was like, nope, yeah. we're just going to slow the pacing down. We're going to have these conversations, which was actually, I think, my favorite part of this episode. Like, like y'all, the Camino stuff last episode was my favorite. It was just incredible. Whereas this episode, I thought the Hunter Crosshair continual dialogue throughout the episode was an interesting thing to do because it wasn't just one talk, right? Like, mm-hmm. Hunter was like, just because he had, he had the line of the episode, I forgot to write down, but it was like, just because we have different beliefs doesn't mean we have to be enemies. Which is also like, right, dude, right. you could just say that to the camera in 2021, you know what I mean? Dude, but that, like, that and the you know? understanding and you does not mean I tech, agree yeah. with you yeah. from tech to Crosshair. Yeah. Those two lines were like, yeah. cut you to the core. Yeah, sure. Like, I could say that about a lot of my friends growing up. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, it, it's real life. And I think that, you know, do you think, though, I mean, we'll talk about real world in a second, but for Star Wars or the Batch themselves, do you think both those things are actually true? Like, do you think that there is a possibility where now Crosshair doesn't have to be their enemy? Or, like, do, do you think that they actually do understand Crosshair as much as they say they do? Or is there still a barrier? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I definitely thought that was probably the most interesting part of this entire episode is mm-hmm. that they kept readdressing the crosshair problem, right? Of like, of, uh, you know, Omega had moments with crosshair, like Tech had a couple lines. Right. Like, they really, even mm-hmm. Wrecker had a line or two. And like, I mean, it was just continually through the yeah. episode. Like, I don't know. It, I think it works. And, you know, is Hunter going to be the big, I mean, I'm sorry, is crosshair going to be the big bad next mm-hmm. season? I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't really see how. I don't see how they can move forward without them being enemies. I don't see how that's possible. Unless he just goes off on his own. But he seems like he wants to be in the Empire. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had different ideologies. So they they want they want different things. But I don't I don't know. I don't kinda I don't see Crosshair as the big bad in the next season. Yeah. But I think it's re- tough. I, just, I think it's tough though because if we could just leave it at the conversations they had, no. I, I don't think Crosshair is wants to be their enemy at this point in time. Remember, he was the one really driving that. Like, you know, yeah, he right. was the one going to Rampart and being like, listen, I'm going to take these guys out. Let me go to this planet because I heard they're there. <laughs> All of that was him. He's not going to be mm-hmm. doing that at this point. But if we are introducing more ideas with Nala Say and cloning, and Nala Say is the one yeah. that made the Bad Batch and they're clearly trying to become better at cloning how how is the empire not going to be going after some of the most unique clones that have ever been made so i think we're going to see the same the same i don't know idea of bad batch and the empire being enemies and we're going to see crosshair i think unfortunately put in the middle he's not going to be driving anymore but he's still going to be in that position right and i think it's an interesting thing and i think it makes that the most i guess relatable thing to the modern world right it's like i think a lot of people over the last few years have really found this with a lot of friendships or families or whatever it may be that like okay we're different but now some people are like cool if you if you see the, the person you love joining like the empire like mm-hmm. they're literally hunting them and then at this point there's literally right. like in star wars it's like literally they're gonna kill us and you're saying that that's yeah. fine you know how far can you really reconcile and i think how they mm-hmm. handle that will be really interesting in season two because i think they've done it in a marvelously careful subtle way that still keeps star wars going while still making it really important and i'm really excited to see i agree wes i don't think crosshair will be the big bad i think yeah. though you're right Corey and charles like we can't let go of that storyline like that's yeah. gotta be yeah throughout and maybe 
But there is the idea that, hey, if people saying they want to murder your friends with cannons isn't your breaking point, what is your yeah. breaking point? I know, right? Because right. yeah. the, the chip is gone. The chip is gone. I'm still uh, – that's true. I, I'm still sticking to my guns that something is not right about Crosshair. Like, still, we still got – I think there was at least two different instances in this episode where he holds his head mm-hmm. or he does something weird. Like, there's something medically going on, like, where he's, like, having trouble – with the brainwashing thing or something. Like, I don't know, man. It's we- Why do they keep doing that? Like, like did you just say, have headaches all the time? And, like, that's they they took time to animate that? Like, why did I they mean, take the time to animate it? There has been... There was an interview on StarWars.com this week with the with Jennifer Corbett and Brad Rao, I think, the, the, the two heads of the Bad Batch, that said, like, no, the chip is gone. Like, oh, re- they really re- said that. Reconfirming that the chip... Yeah, yeah, was yep. it today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is gone. So maybe like, it's gone, but still, something's going on with maybe him. It's like, maybe it's just right. like, oh, I feel maybe so guilty. Guilt? I don't know. Feel, so don't here's you guys do that when you feel guilty about something? <laughs> I go, oh, God, I feel so guilty. Gives now, me migraines. <laughs> uh, here's, here's a deep thought question for everybody. Do it. Do you think Crosshair helped them paddle back to the Marauder? Or did he yeah. just sit there in the... Or he just sit there in the tube and let, and pal- and and let Hunter do it? I like. think he, he just helped. sat I there. Think, I think this might be a a callous Zeb type situation they're trying to set up, like the episode of Rebels where Callus <laughs> like helps Zeb out of the cave, and they have they they finally understand each other, but he still chooses to go back to the Empire. And then I'm like, yeah. so maybe he they're helped, pulling at that. If he helped paddle, then there's some retribution I mean, killed, in there. He killed all of his crew in the last episode. He just killed yeah. them all. Like what? See, I, still I almost don't know forgot about that. that so those was. guys didn't even really matter. Guys, so I murdered deal. someone for you. Don't you see how much I love you? Like, dude. Oh my gosh. My question is, what <laughs> yeah. is Crosshair doing on that platform after everyone else leaves? Because he's like, he's waiting for the Imperial Scouts to show up. And I know pray that they do. But, Otherwise, but he's that's die my point. Then. What's he doing? That's yeah. my point. He's he's on a, a platform a in the there, middle Crosshair. of an ocean planet, just crossing his fingers. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I swear uh, the scouts are coming. <laughs> they're no, just just wait another hour. Uh, Angelia and Rob in the chat here. Yeah, uh, I just want to point out. You know, Angelia says Crosshair is like loving that family member who has completely different views, but now there's more at stake than just an uncomfortable Thanksgiving. Which is like, yeah, mm, that's yeah. absolutely season two is like Thanksgiving right. for a season. Um, and I think we're we're hitting a lot of issues now that could that you know maybe if you got that family member, tell him to watch the Bad Batch. And then who knows? <laughs> um, you could bring it together, but oh, uh, man. it just we, it just it just swerves into Crosshair becoming Castaway. Yeah, turns, oh God, he, he turns into beard. Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, it's like a he has like a flight helmet with a bloody handprint on it. <laughs> oh my God! All right, so not the cameo we want, we were thought we were going to with Wilson, uh, but the actual cameo. Let's talk about it. So today on StarWars.com. They released the data file for the episode. As they usually do, it's like, you know, trivia and behind-the-scenes stuff and concept art. And today, they showed concept art, which I believe we have, of, we the, um, of the mountain at the end. And very clearly in the bottom, it says cookies. It mentions that the file name for this base is Mount Tantis. Tantis, mm-hmm. sorry. Mount Tantis. And then it says Wayland. So, for those folks that may not have read Heir to the Empire uh, or something else like we mentioned earlier, uh, <laughs> fellas, what is Mount Tantis? Do any of you know? Yeah. I don't know. So, Mount, well, so Mount Tantis ahead. is... Charles, do you know? 
Well, it's basically was like one of the. It's been a long time since I read Into the Empire, but it's basically one of the sites where the emperor had one of his like kind of contingency things going. Oh on, yeah, right? that's yeah. where so, like, Sabiath is. Se- yeah, okay, that's that's what I was say. It's, it's literally the mountain from Legends where George Sabiath is. Yeah. You know, I think I, I think I made that comment like in the last episode. We were talking about no, it was two episodes back. We were talking about the mountain base or whatever. I said the mountains. We had the whole conversation yep. about how mountains have been a big thing. Yeah, and I did. said like Saboeth was at a mountain. Like that was the thing in Air of the Empire. So Here it is. I didn't, I didn't realize this was the place where, where it was. Yeah, so. literally, it's Mount Tantus is the literal name of it, and then Wayland is another mountain. Um, I believe it's from. I think that's from Aftermath or something. It's, it's uh, again hmm. legends, legends and canon, Emperor's contingency plans. They are bringing in. The literal and they, and they posted that publicly, and they knew exactly what they were doing. Um, so what do y'all think? Y- even if you didn't know it, you know it now. The official Star Wars account is tweeting out legends' <clears throat> names of mountain bases, and we got cloning going yeah. on. Are we getting any heir to the Empire stuff? Like, what's what's the deal I mean, here? That's not maybe. an accident. I mean, no, it certainly isn't an accident. And like, you know, we've been saying forever that that deeming everything legends and borrowing storytelling elements from that universe is a really cool way to go. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm glad we're not just retelling stories over yeah, and over again, sure. right? Like we're, we're telling new versions and taking them and borrowing ideas. And I mean, you know, you think they talked to Timothy Zahn about this first? I think they read the book. <laughs> I, I bet they no, did. Absolutely not. I no, bet they no, no, did, no. dude. You don't think so? I, or they, uses... they brought. They talked to him last time about bringing in Thrawn. You remember the yeah, whole story? They he told flew about... him out to tell him in person, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, it's more so maybe Marvel wouldn't. Star Wars might. I think Marvel's like, hey, we're making a story about your character. Here's a gift basket. We're gonna make a billion dollars. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, they didn't tell Chuck Wendig about bringing what's his name, yeah. but you know they're they're still kind of pissed at Chuck. Slight, Wendig. slight differences know. between this. Zana's still on retainer. <laughs> I <laughs> love the fact that they're bringing in Legends material. Like yeah, this, yeah. I do, man. It's I mean, so cool. Because I it, want Mara Jade. Please bring in Mara Jade. Like I would love for her to come in as a character. Like yeah. you know, I, I realize like there are some like kind of bad takes. I feel like. Like of people that are like bring in these characters and stuff, but there are a couple characters from Legends that are just really good, fun characters. Mm-hmm. Another one is is Talon Card is another yep, really yeah. cool. Mara cool Jade character. would be great secret character in a video game. Like get get that yeah. reveal in a video game. Meet and her. Then be fun. I think yeah, like I, I mean I think so often though people are either in one camp or the other. They're either like <clears throat> I've took right. so much time to read all of Legends for decades, yeah, like bring it yeah. all back. And then there's other people who I are know. like, no, they hit the reset button. Like canon is its own thing. But I think a healthy yeah. medium just makes sense because why abandon mm-hmm. yeah. a great story point or a great idea yep, just right. because it was used before? Like the, it, it doesn't right. make any sense. All the stuff from Air of the Empire, look, Lando just read it and absolutely adored it. It was one of our reviews. Right. Yeah. We're talking yep. about how great thing. it is. And now we're talking about a story point from those books, bringing it to canon. What is wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. I mean, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how you guys read read Legends, but when I read anything Legends now, like I don't like I don't read it and go, Oh yeah, none of this matters. This is dumb. Why am I reading this? It's just like this is a, this is the kind of the story that's loosely in my head until it's been proven otherwise. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. That's a good that's point. Kind of that's kind of how I've always treated it. And like like with characters like Mara Jade that haven't been introduced right yet, maybe like they can certainly do that without 
like breaking canon, right? Yeah. They could make her a romantic interest of Luke Skywalker, but he doesn't marry her and have children with her, like he does in Legends. Like, yeah. what difference does it make? Or like, it's still a similar story, you know. Like Thrawn in canon, in his canon storytelling, shares a lot of similarities <laughs> with Legends, but also like, there's so many differences. Like they still brought in Rook into Rebels. Like the East right? Lemuria right. aren't there, but you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's that's the key is you can still take these ideas, these characters, bring them in. And I think bringing Tantus in was just such a cool thing because honestly, even if it if it goes nowhere else but saying, "Hey, they're cloning on Tantus," like that is a Legends thing. That yeah. in itself is something. I think that's really cool. And I think that you know, like you, were, you joked earlier, was about managing expectations. I think that's the key. Is like yeah. anything we get, it's awesome. Are we gonna get Luke? Probably not. <laughs> um, but you know. Um, all we know is that uh, uh, what was Dominic Monaghan's character in Rise of Skywalker? Uh, Beaumont. All mm. we know is that Beaumont's line of cloning secrets that only the Sith knew is completely false because apparently everyone knew about That's cloning. Um, Which once again proves that he was an unnecessary character. All right. Absolutely. So anyway, but uh, <laughs> but I do love though at the end of this episode, um, it's so funny. I've seen all these like, did you know? Did you guys catch it that the Doctor was wearing the same outfit as Pershing? I'm like, oh, you mean the entire point of the design of the character? Yes, I caught it. <laughs> but I love that they're like, hey, here's some legend stuff. Here's some canon stuff. Yeah. Here's some Mandalorian stuff. Here's some prequel stuff. Like, it's just such a great ending stinger because they can go anywhere now. And now let's so let's yeah. jump to that point of it, guys. We saw where we ended no, with the. Uh, okay, now side jump. Uh, let's, sorry, let's go back interrupt, on the diving board. Interrupt, interrupt. Let's go back. Back on the diving board. Yeah, I caught on like Luke Skywalker with my hands, and I'm gonna jump back up. Wes, BR two. <laughs> Who do you think did the best R2? Oh, oh my pool. god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I totally lost my thought. Damn it. No. Oh, what was I going to say? If you need to think. Uh, no, it's gone. I have something to say. I just I want to okay, I want to say this. Um I think it's incredibly fun that all these things seem to be linking together. You're bringing up the Mandalorian, you're bringing up all these things that seem to be coming together but the people who are catching the majority of these things and who actually have connections to a lot of these things are the people in our community like the people who are reading the books including heir to the empire which came out in 1990 whatever um Mm -hmm. like the the people who have these connections and if you don't you can still go back and make these connections but the people who read the books and the comics Dude, they're the, they are the Star Wars fans to be right now, y'all. Like, we are having right. a great time. It's I know. So, That's a really so good fun. point. <laughs> it's so cool to be a Star Wars yeah. reader. Like, we're it getting is. it all. We're getting it all. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I like I, I like how my friends will will watch the show. And they're like, yeah, you catch the last uh, the last episode of The Bad Batch? And I'm like, yeah, I saw it. It was really good. Did you see the end about uh, Mount Tantis and about how that's uh, connected to legends, and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Shut up, nerd! Get out of here! <laughs> you, don't, you don't know you don't know a damn thing about Star Wars. Let's talk about something else." <laughs> you, know, dude, you know Luke Skywalker, but you don't know Mount Tantis. <laughs> filthy casual. <laughs> God, there's no gatekeeping. <laughs> so, other oh, than man, I, I, remember, I remember the point go, that I was going to make. I remember the point that I was going to make. Up. Okay, yes. What was it again? I'm just kidding. No, so I, I think it's pretty... I, I was going to say, I think it's... Let me see if I can formulate this thought correctly. I find it a little ironic that we've taken a story point that most people... I, I think most people, as in most reasonable Star Wars fans, like all of us here, a lot of members of our community, 
We're generally fairly unhappy with the Palpatine is back, raise the Palpatine thing, and the Rise of Skywalker. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. No a somewhat implausible thing, maybe, which has been now kind of fixed in the books, blah, 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 whatever. I think it's kind of funny that, like, and also I'd like to point out that that decision largely appeased to a, like, the, the super pro Legends community. Like, yes. it did. Like, those yeah. people really loved that. There is a subsect of that that's a pretty toxic part of the community. We don't have to go there. But the point I'm making is, like, a kind of bad... Sorry, my wife is home, so my dog's going to go crazy. Um, a kind of bad, maybe a bad story point is leading, like, that... <laughs> a bad story point to the casual Star Wars fans like us, like, is going to end up being, like, the sort of pivot points of like a bunch of really, really incredible storytelling. Yeah. And like, yeah, but we thought that that was a bad decision to bring back like Palpatine and stuff. And it looks like that's, we're going to be eating our words like big time yeah. because now they're bringing back all this legend stuff, like the mountainous thing. Like, it's just, it's super ironic. Like to me that yeah. like the Palpatine storyline is, is, has been the focal point of all of this. And I think it's going to allow the storytellers to do some really, really cool stuff. And we didn't really like that decision initially, yeah. so well, I, I hope I you're right. I hope yeah. I really I mean, do hope you're right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I do too. I have two thoughts on that. One, we all know the dark rises and the light to meet it, um, so that right. makes sense. But two, I think they were brilliant because they're like, again, who knows what they're talking about, right? But they're like, who's really frustrated a lot by the Rise of Skywalker cloning things? A lot of the prequel kids, a lot of the folks that really yeah. brought into the Ray Nobody, where a lot of our age group um, really felt that. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna take that. We're gonna take that storyline, and we're gonna make it Camino, baby. Cause y'all bitches yeah. love Camino, and you're like, ah, we do. <laughs> bitches love Camino, you're right? Yeah. There it is. That's how, like, how it is. That's yeah. how it is, though. Like it's it's like it's not retconning, though. That's what's so no. kind of annoying about it. Yeah, it <laughs> like works. There, there's. There's no sense of justice to me because it's not retconning. Like L. Rob said yeah, it in the chat, like, really right well now. in the chat. He said patching up plot holes is Star Wars storytelling gold. Like it's so it's true. Like, <laughs> it's like no, it was a design flaw. But why? But why mean? not? Yes. Why not try to make it better? You know, I like agree. there's no yeah, reason I mean, not to. It's what we all want. I know. It's so. Ex- it's fantastic. It's, it's just it's it, it's it's exciting that like all of this is sort of you know expanded universe material, right? Like it's all like not not in the context of like. Legends is the old expanded universe, but like all of this is expanding on the films, right? The right. films are like the baseline of everything, and we have TV shows and comics and books and all of this is just adding so much value to the films. Like it makes it makes everything important, and it makes yeah. people want to hmm. watch all the ancillary material and read all the ancillary material because yeah. like there's so many awesome details in this. Like, like we're gonna know the name of those cloners and Exegol in like four years, and it's gonna be like. Oh my god, it's Hyakapita! Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. Um, but I do want to say, real quick, before we get to the, the kind of overall season ideas and, and looking ahead, let's just take a second, y'all, <clears throat> to appreciate the animation of this finale. Because they're like, you know what sucks to animate? Water. You know what else sucks to animate? Fire. Fire and they're yeah. like, that's the... I, I literally caps like this the, the outline. I'm like, the, the animation on these these two part finales, it it's it's a film. These are film stills, yeah. and you can't convince me otherwise. Like it was, it's incredible. Like I water... want us to think about Clone Wars season one, and then I want us to go here. Holy crap! Water <laughs> water is the hardest thing to render 
or to actually create in a, like on a graphics. So yeah. like your graphics card in your computer or your laptop or whatever is if you play a video game that's it's like around water, most of that processing power is going to the water to show the waves and to make yeah, it look realistic. Shock. You know, it's, <laughs> it's incredibly painstaking for those like animators and then the yeah. graphic artists to put that in there. So having it this whole episode, at least past two episodes, I guess, uh, solely around that water and making it look lifelike. Yeah, it was, was nuts. Great. It was amazing. It was I loved it. The, when... When like when they're in the it's the whole like when when uh, Omega is like diving down trying mm-hmm. to save, Easy. Uh, trying to save yeah mm-hmm. like and and so that's the end when she's inside the ship trying to save uh, Crosshair right like she keeps going she goes underwater and then she comes out and her hair is oh, all flat yeah. because yeah, it's I wet and there's like shiny there's like ray tracing on her face yeah. because of all the reflections <laughs> from the water it's like bro the animation it's just it's mind blowing like and it's it's incredible that like. It, it does this weird thing to the eye that is like, like it's obviously animation, but there is like a ton of realism, like photorealism with yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's not the uncanny done valley. Really well, you know what? You know what, Charles? It reminds me of Raya and the Last Dragon. It is. It's like it, it, it's, <laughs> I'm gonna say it, the animation is not as good as Raya and the Last Dragon. That's the best animation I've ever seen. But that's fair. If that's you really fair. want to be impressed, go watch Raya and the Last Dragon. I gotta be honest with you guys though. As much as I agree with you. I could not see ninety five percent of this this finale. I did <laughs> watch. I, 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 I had rewatch it. I had my blinds. Look at those blinds behind you. Get get some curtains. You want listen, to swine? I need. <laughs> I do need some curtains. But like, I I listened to most of this episode. It was still very enjoyable. But I was just like, <laughs> did you watch it with subtitles at least? Uh, just black yes. screen with white text yes, on it. That exactly. was the majority. Of the I read this. Was there I some Game of Thrones like stuff right now. Yeah, I. It was a very dark episode as well. It was like it was. visually it was. speaking, um, it was. Yeah. Okay. Real, real talk. Someone needs to have a conversation with the Star Wars animators and creators about dark TV episodes because we had this problem in Mandalorian. Also, like yeah. the entire episode, like in season one, where there was the bounty hunter fight with Finn with Finnick Shan and uh, like that that random like young Han Solo character oh God, guy. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That, like that entire episode was, you couldn't see the whole damn thing. Like I couldn't see a single thing in that episode. And I watched it on like an older plasma screen, which true. like handles blacks, like really, really black. And like, I turned the brightness all the way up and I couldn't see shit in the whole episode. Dude, they need so, to I sell mean, Star Wars branded be, blackout curtains that yeah. are like Disney plus exclusives that like, if you want to see it's everything, just, do they still make why plasma they, TVs, they, Corey? What you I don't think so. It's yeah. super, it's, my, it's the one in my bedroom. I have a nice TV in my living room, but I have an older plasma screen in the bedroom I've had for ages and like, it's super old, but oh, still yeah. like what's why, why are we still making super, super dark TV? What's the motive behind that? Because looks rad. like nobody, the only people it looks rad to are the, editors that are in a pitch black room that yeah. are editing it with yeah. like blue light glasses on like nobody else can enjoy it like, oh, oh by the way i can say I, these are you guys may not know i'm wearing new glasses tonight i ordered these are new frames because they got blue light blockers on them you just reminded me anyway nice <laughs> but okay <laughs> so the star listeners. wars creators <laughs> also need they know how to make a hell of a underwater monster right like yeah. you oh, see yeah. the size yeah. uh, the size of that thing do you even know what it was called I, Did y'all even see what I it was called? I was in called? the concept art. I totally missed it. Okay. But see, it's called. in those moments that the <laughs> darkness is a good thing because I right. like that Jaws can't see it coming, feeling. basically. It, like, yeah. you can't, you never fully yeah. visualize the monster. Like, that's cooler to me. I don't know. Did I tell you guys what I want my uh, uh, next birthday to be? Because you know how, like, during the pandemic, a lot of movie theaters started being like, hey, if, you, if you pay us... 
No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know I just started saying that you can rent out a movie theater and play whatever movie you want for like a fee. Yeah, yeah. I, my goal is to find one that'll do that with streaming. And I want to rent out a movie theater with me and some friends and just watch the Siege of Mandalore in a movie theater. With like all, because they got all dark, all blacks. And you know, maybe I'll watch this episode. Because, uh, Charles, come on to Chicago and I'll show you what's happening. I feel like, like that's a very, <laughs> I feel like it's a very attainable goal and you should aim higher. <laughs> pretty sure you can convince a movie theater to do that. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. So other than the oh. darkness, uh, so also the animation, I think one of the reasons we keep bringing it up on our bounty hunt shows and stuff is just to make sure kind of that we don't get too used to it. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of never want to be at a point where I'm like, ugh, that water reflection could have been better. Like, I kind of want to remember yeah. where we came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. season one, baby. It's all you have to say well, ever. And everybody's just like, ugh. Clone Wars season right. one, in the, the in water. The Tartakovsky. <laughs> no, Clone Wars season one, the water would have been, like, the copy-paste, like, same wave. And they would all, yeah. like, ha- like break at the same moment. That's right. Like, <laughs> like, in all the old sports video games where every one in the stands stands up and cheers with the same animation at the same moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> or, like, the cyberpunk glitch that Corey found where everyone runs from the grenade on the bridge. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, so let's go to some overall season questions. Uh, we'll start with we'll start with the with the rough one. Let's get it out of the way, guys. Uh, your least favorite episode of the season. I think we might all have the same answer for this one. <laughs> Oh, oh! It's was that it three the episodes it's, ago. Yes, yeah. it's, it's the bug episode, the infected yeah. episode. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. dumb. Episode was dumb. I didn't enjoy. Charles, that. you went on that episode. Is that your least favorite episode? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I don't. It just. Yeah, mine too. Uh, was there, there anything there will in that be episode? Payoff, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Was there anything yeah. in that episode that we can remember that had anything to do with the following two? No bugs. That guy, but like I'll, the. But even yeah, if it didn't. It was introduced like, that new character. Yeah, had yeah. the. Had the I mean, make you, they might bring the Pikes back, but the story didn't even have anything to do. There's no concluding value, like, okay, yeah. Pikes either. So, so the I mean, Pikes. Pikes were in it. The Pikes yeah. were cool. Pikes. Yeah. But I think there's also, like, other episodes in the season that didn't, like, the Cut and Run episode, the second where they met when they met Cut, the clone, like, that didn't really have any huge lasting consequences, but it was still <clears throat> well made. That's true. Um, so now, let's go to the other side of the coin. We, we want to get that out of the way quick, because we don't want to be negative. Um, mm-hmm. What's your favorite episode of the season? Previous episode, yeah, the last one, part part one of the finale. More uh, return to Camino. Yeah, return to Easy. Camino. The destruction, the destruction of Camino is the greatest thing I've ever seen in in Star Wars animation. Like seriously, yeah. Like that scene might have been my favorite scene in all of Star Wars animation. I would put, going off. I would talking. put that <laughs> up there. I would put that up there with like Maul versus Ahsoka in uh, in the Siege of Mandalore, like. Yeah, it really, yeah, that's really that impactful. Yeah, for real. I mean, that, the whole end of the end of the season of Mandalore when it's like all of Ahsoka and Darth Vader comes and sees the helmets. Oh, like, I mean, that's God, stuff. So just good. thinking about it, man, gets me in the gets me in the guts, man. But like, man, that Camino scene was absolutely incredible when they when they're yeah. running through the hallways oh. and the in the building is empty and we get we get a little glimpse of that this episode when. Which we didn't actually talk about that. Do you remember that moment where like uh, Omega pauses and like looks at all the tubes or whatever yeah. that are out yeah. with like, and she's like, this "What was up with that?" Like, she's like, "This is where we came from." Yeah, like, she's I think just remembering. Did you, trying did you to, yeah. have the moment of doubt that that I did of like, are there babies in there? Are there some babies <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Did they leave the babies? <laughs> and there were not. There were not. <laughs> I thought, I, like, I'm pretty sure there were no babies in the last episode. But are there babies in there? The babies in there. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh 
definitely, I definitely had that thought this time, and I was just like, like. But then, I, then I realized the point they were trying to convey of like, this is where we came from, yeah. whatever. But for a second, I, uh, yeah, uh, and I, I want highlighting and highlighting Rampart. I mean, that guy is an evil mm. sob, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he yeah, just he sits there and watches it, and he's like, I like him. Yeah, I like him. He's a great villain. villain. He's a great villain. Yeah, he we're gonna talk about. Around. If we're going to talk about things that we question, I think we have to talk about this. I know I'm backtracking, but did anyone else here question Omega's decision to exit yes. her pod to go get, go get AZ? AZ? No, because yeah. because I oh, I totally he did. Can't yeah. Stupid ass decision. She can. Like you can come back yeah, for him at any time after no. you make oh, sure you right. survive. In the oceans of Camino, bro. Do you know? No, they were at the bottom. They were at the bottom. They it's know, not that it, deep. They know I mean, exactly it's... where they were because it's where the all the old right. facilities. And famously, used to be. nothing ever moves in the ocean. <laughs> well, also famously, you have a tracking unit anytime you need one in Star Wars. Like, they could have come droid? back. Dude, it was right below the platform for, for where they know char- where the coordinates are. They can for find her character. Him. I thought it fit perfectly. It, no, no, no. Okay, fine. I, it fit, I agree it fit with perfectly. That. But listen, the that. problem shouldn't be that she left the tube to go with the droid. The problem you should have with the scene is that freaking crosshair blindly shot into like a hundred feet of ocean to hit the droid with his freaking harpoon. He accounted dart gun. for. Like, he accounted for the. Are you kidding me? Like, no, it's a superpower. It's a superpower. I don't care that it's his superpower. Like the whole scene before that is like I can't see anything. It's so dark. They made a whole scene out of that. No, I, I agree. Said he accounted I agree. for the light refraction on the water. <laughs> he did. You would have to. You ever, you ever do that experiment that as a is, kid when you put a pencil yeah, yeah, into yeah. A the pencil <laughs> in the water? Oh, I thought I was going to hit him, but she was actually over there. Exactly. My bad. My he bad. He just spears oh, Omega. Oh, basic science, Corey, you idiot. <laughs> no, it, it fits Omega's character. I agree with you oh. a, a thousand percent on that, but I still think it's a stupid decision. Just common sense. <laughs> It was foolish. I will agree. I will. I will say though. I want. I want to real quick throw a little love on a couple other episodes <laughs> in the season because I think I agree that was my favorite one, the second to last one. A couple other ones that we recency bias also. Yeah, so, yeah. A couple yeah. other ones that were really great. Uh, Reunion, the one where Crosshair tried to blow them all up in a ship. Remember that with, with the. Mm. With oh the yeah, that was really good. Yes. That, that was, was really incredible. good. Big fan. Actually, uh, that one. Oh, because that had Cad Bane in it. When when Cad Bane yeah, returned, yeah. that one might Holy be my smokes. favorite. Yeah. Um. Battle Scar is also great. The one with Rex, where they got their chips out and Wrecker went crazy. <clears throat> that was a good one. That one All was right, really incredible. Yeah. And then the uh, the Fennec Shand Cad Bane fight. I mean, when they yeah, went to that really other facility, too. like the middle. Just, of the, I think this was a really strong mid mid season, which we don't often get. Agreed. Just thinking about all those episodes, this has been going on for four months. Wow. May for, May the fourth. Yeah. 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 Or three four, months. Yeah. Three months. Okay, so. That's a long time. Like, yeah. I feel like we've been doing this every week and we've been talking about it, so it, it's been recurring, but this show's been going on for a while. Yeah. I mean, hell, the yeah. pilot, the pilot, remember Kanan? The pilot yeah. was incredible. Yeah, yeah. pilot was really oh, good. Man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just Listen, starting to watch Rebels again, and I'm, he's like, yeah, my master told me, the last thing she told me was run, and I was like, I remember that, and they put uh, yeah. it in there after that was created. Holy oh my God. crap. And if you're watching Rebels, yeah. you can listen to the Patreon exclusive podcast, The Ghost Crew, <laughs> with me and Charlie that comes out every other week where we talk about Rebels. Hey, plug well, your show. For, plug your show, Eric. To, oh, that's awesome. Plug it, man. It's a great time. Where's it since, <laughs> since we are uh, Since we're talking about kind of favorites, Eric, you have this poster. I don't know if you want to show this later on or like at the end or oh, whatever. Oh, no, go but for it. Like, go for it. 
Yeah, so we have this uh, we have this poster pulled up and ready to go, and like this has a lot of the characters that were shown in the episode, <laughs> it's and such like a good poster or in in the season. Do you guys have a favorite like new character? Because we get a lot of oh, new, characters new characters that were introduced. Yeah, we have it's Rampart. Like we got um. animated <laughs> Phoenix Shan. We got uh, that. What was that clone's name we really like with the oh, sick blue How- armor? Hauser. Uh, yeah, yeah, C- Captain Hauser, whatever Commander Hauser, Duke yeah. Hauser. Yeah, you know that guy. Um, what happened to him? What do y'all think happened to him? Who was the who was the clone on the bridge that was in the the new armor that uh, was like Scorch? No, <clears throat> Scorch, Scorch, right? Scorch. Oh yeah, that's right. It was Scorch. And also at the very end of this episode, we didn't talk about that. Um, the scientist was uh, escorted by commandos. Oh, all commandos. Like, they were yeah. all yeah. yeah. Yeah, all commandos, which was very interesting. So the empire is abandoning like clone troopers, but maybe not commandos. I don't know. Yeah. It's very that was pretty cool. I'll uh, but to answer your question, I think I'll say. The easy answer for me is Omega. I think she's one of the most successful new animation characters we've had in a while. Mm -hmm. I really loved Mm her. Um, Easy answer. Yeah, but I'll say Hauser. I think the more I think about it, like, he was such a... He didn't really have much screen time, but he had such an impact. And I think that he kind of, based on our conversation, changed the way we started to think about the regs and about, like, okay, maybe the inhibitor chips aren't all or nothing. And I think... The fact that that this one character kind of changed the entire yeah. thinking of a decade and a half of inhibitor chips that's yeah that's a lot of power and they yeah. they put in all those all those pauses when he was speaking right so yep. they made him think like oh he's thinking like this he's got a conscience somehow um and his hair is great like great he's hair hot. right he's yeah. a hot no, the last what's the last thing we saw of him is he is he just still in the brig he's still locked up and we don't know what's happening I don't know. with him i think so i guess so okay we'll see if, again season two the easy answer is like everyone goes to rex yeah. everyone yeah. goes to be rex. nasty yeah. brought up sid in the chat as a great new character and i would yeah. agree with pretty that. cool mostly because <laughs> matilda's mom uh is the voice she but I actually Rhea really do like Sid. Perlman. Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman, yes. I I found I found Sid to be a little annoying, honestly, as a character. Like like I mean, she was a plot device, but that's kind of like all I mm-hmm. all I really get out of her. But I mean her humor was fun. And like I'm glad that we got a fat Trandoshan. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just a different Trandoshan. Normalize yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I like Rampart. Yeah. Who, who doesn't who doesn't hiss? Rampart. She's a hiss. Yeah. 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 Rampart's, Rampart's awesome. Rampart yeah. is I think season two, they're gonna pull like a well. We we let he's the guy that destroyed Camino like that. Yeah, that's a huge, listen. We huge thing. we we need more comp, competent, brutal Imperial commanders like Tarkin. We need yeah. more yep. people like that yep. because like whenever something bad has to happen, they always do. It's always Tarkin, right? Yep. I'm just like, come on, he can't be the only. I know he's a grand moth, but he can't be the only competent one, right? Like. Right. All the other moths are portrayed as morons, like in all of Star Wars, right? So, yeah. besides Gideon. You know, uh, yes. Rob asked a great point, a great question in the chat, uh, because it seems to happen quite a bit. Uh, does, is Vader going to show up at all? In Vader? I mean, season Man, two always, of always, animation. Always forget that. Always forget that Vader's around, dude. Maybe that would be a hell of a cameo. Please do that. It would make I would like not ever think about that, dude. I, I want to fall in order, Vader. Though, like, there's no yeah. chance to fall in order. Just scary get away. Vader. Get away. Rogue One Vader. Like, yep. where you, they're just running for their lives. He's killing everybody around them. Please, I feel, give me I that. I feel like it would make sense for him to be for him to show up like some. I don't know, in some way connected to the Mount Tantus stuff, but even as I'm saying that, I wonder, does Vader know about that? Like, is that, is that, but like, is it a secret? 
being kept yeah, from yeah. him, I wonder. Because well, in the Lord of That's the Sith point. comic, because right, we're, we're directly after Order 66 still. Like, we're within, like, weeks, yeah. months. Like, in, in mm-hmm. the Lord of the Sith comic by Charles Soule, again, great read, y'all. If you haven't read it, it's it's exactly this time with Vader. He's still doing his proving himself to Palpatine stuff, right? So, like, I'm yeah. not sure if he'll be brought into a show. Yeah, good question. Hey, Eric, it's time Eric, to wake up. <laughs> Eric, your tater tots are burning horribly in the oven right now. <laughs> no, it's time to give my cat her medicine, you insensitive bastards. Oh, I'm glad Lucy's doing good. Yeah, she's doing all right. Oh, yeah. She's doing all right. Um, Vader would be an incredible cameo. I would really like to see any, you know, while we're on cameos, anybody yeah, else you guys would like to see in, Bail. Uh, in season two? Bail Organa. Oh, Bail would be good. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <sighs> that is. What I mean, about. What about Sabi? Yes, that would be wow. That would fun. be amazing. Absolutely. I mean, that would be fun. What if they're so like, hey, fun. you know how they hung out in this bar with Sid? What if that bar with Sid just becomes then the rebellion base with Bale and Sabe? Like, we need another main base, and I'd be like, I would die. I don't know. Like, it would be... <laughs> or or okay, here's an idea. Here's a crazy. I don't know if it's as crazy. This is like a synergistic idea. This is like a business idea, right? What if we see a young Cassian because then it leads into Andor. It lets people be like, there's a one episode cameo with Cassian having them on a mission so that when you watch the Andor show, people are like, oh, right, he was in the Bad Batch. And like... Yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. That would be smart marketing. I wouldn't want a direct cameo of this person, but I'd like him to walk across the screen and... Like acknowledge the clones or acknowledge the Jedi, the Cal Kestis, just like it'd be fun. Flash for a second or two and then just walk fun. off. Yeah, that would be great. Ooh, wow, that would be, they've that, already they've been on that, uh, Braca, yeah. right? Braca, right. That's right. Yeah. I've yeah. never done that before. That would be rad. We got a lot of good answers in the chat. We got uh, Caroline saying Moff Panaka <clears throat> would be great because you know he's a Moff on Naboo now. Uh, JD yeah. Cars, Young Thrawn. Yalaren, I like being asked. He's Moff Gideon. What if he's like helping to run Mount Tantus? Because like he knows. Oh man! Oh yeah, he's Moff all into the Gideon, stuff. Yeah. That would be a. He's a scary dude. That he, would oh, be yeah. really good. He had the lab in Mandalorian, so he's got to know what's going on, right? Yeah, that's true. Because that's the question. Man, how, a lot how long of, this after this do they start doing the cloning stuff? Because they still have to learn from Nalase, right? So we need right. like a period. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they probably have. They probably have. I mean, they've assembled scientists from all over the place, right? Yeah, so right. they probably some element of that already. So yeah. Jabba, I don't know. You can get, what about all the? Yeah, what about all the villains? What about yeah. Jabba? Brian, oh, Dryden Voss. Yeah, I'm yeah. amazed we didn't God, get Dryden Voss. There are so many really good Star Wars characters <laughs> that have no stories yet. Oh my God, I love Star- guys. I love Star Wars. It's really good. This <laughs> era is such. It's so rich. This era it's rich, is so yeah. rich for for. Story it's content. untouched, man. In canon, the gap between the gap of like, Rohan the be- of canon, the, be- yes. <laughs> the gap between like the beginning of Rebels and Order sixty six is flipping massive, and yeah. there's so much content there. It's like, like, it's like and year, how how old yes. is Luke in Rebels? Like, I, I I do a podcast about this in Rebels. <laughs> Yeah, because he's a oh, child. Oh, in Rebels? No, he's a child. Sorry. It's, he's a little know, boy. Far, he's like running. He's probably six. He's probably like six years old. How far old. before? What's the date of that? Uh, Do you know what the date of Rebels is? I should know. Trevor. Shaking. <laughs> Someone Trevor. tell us what the date of Rebels is in the chat. I don't know. Yeah. No, but there's, there's a, lot a lot of, of really, a lot of time there. And like now that now that we have the sequel trilogy, like. All of that had to have been created during this era because yep. it's so massive. So I mean, you got 19 years to 
figure it yeah. out. Like first order, fourteen years plan. None of that has been explained yet. None of the none of the first order oh like or origins have been explained yet. Angelia, great point. Luke is one day younger than Ezra because Ezra's birthday is Empire Day. Because he was born on the day the Empire took power, and that's the day before Luke was born, or day after Luke was born, because Luke was born, obviously, the day before. So Ezra's, like, what, 14? It, it, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> he just oh melts it off of his screen. It's 14, <laughs> it's 14 years between 14 Order 66 years. and Rebels. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is, is maybe the prophecy might not be about Luke Skywalker, Harry Potter, or Neville Longbottom. It might be about Ezra. Ezra is the Neville Longbottom of Star Wars. <laughs> and we know I how much you out. love Ezra, Corey. Tell us how much oh you love him. Oh, my God. Shut the hell up, Wes. <laughs> no. Hey, that is the biggest mind melt moment I've ever had on the show. I did not know it was a thing, yeah. but yes, that totally makes sense. He's born on... What the hell? Come on! So wait, when we see Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, if Ezra's alive, he's the exact same age. Yeah. Just, you know... No, not the exact same yeah. age. The sa- it's, not the, it's not the same year, necessarily, is it? It's no, just... if, if Ezra, you know, I'm saying somewhere else in the galaxy, if Ezra is alive during the Mandalorian timeline, right, which is what we assume the Ahsoka show is going to be about, is finding uh-huh. Ezra, he will be the age that Luke is because they were born a day apart. My brain hurts. Wow. Right, because... So the Holy Bad Batch. What the, the hell? Guys, is Ezra in... really Luke? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, That's going to be the name. <laughs> That's going to be the name of this episode of the podcast so we get as many clicks as possible. Is Ezra oh really Luke? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. I have also been mine. All right, so let's uh, as we come to the close of this episode, we're all going to need to take a nap after this. Um thank you to the chat for blowing our minds with that fact that we've all known yeah, but I, I never feel like we knew that, but I've never assembled it. Like, I, I've never put it together that Luke was born on Empire Day because that, you know, that's the whole point of the. That's how the Empire was created <laughs> because of freaking Luke <laughs> yeah. and Leia. So, like, Jesus, that is all right. I can't. So I can't too much. That. Let's a- let's let's ask some some base questions now as we look back <clears throat> at the season one of the Bad Batch. We've talked about our favorite episodes. We've talked about what we think might be coming. How does the Bad Batch rank in comparison to season one of other shows. Let's add The Mandalorian in here. All the Star Wars TV shows we've gotten so far, we're not a huge fan of ranking, comparing at Utini, like, read what you want, watch yeah. what you want, but for the sake of content, what do you guys think? We, we said very high praises early on. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I think this is a really challenging conversation to have because mm-hmm. it's not like we're comparing apples and oranges. We're, like, comparing apples to, like, pineapples like you know video cards like <laughs> video <laughs> cards yes like they're not even they're not even the same category yeah. right i mean mandalorian is the first live action star wars tv show in freaking 48 years or yeah. some shit right so like i mean i don't know if you can really compare compare like that like but we, as we a concept animation if we want we can just we can, as a as a concept is it the strongest season one of any star wars thing that's ever been created I think there's a case to be had for that, for real. Yeah, I think there is. I think with an- complete with. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just to say animated. Yes, <laughs> I I would rank season one of Bad yeah, Batch though below Mandalorian. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. But interestingly mm-hmm. enough, and this may change with time, I would say that the Bad Batch is below Rebels and the Clone Wars in terms of 
how much I enjoy it overall at this point. But obviously, we only have one season versus yeah. four yeah. or one, seven of But, other you know, ones. we're lying to ourselves if we don't think season one of Clone Wars is ass. Let's just get that out there. So, at, so you know, plug in Eric, Eric's show. Uh, <laughs> um, Star Wars Rebels, I think I would put that slightly above the bad batch but i'm putting the mandalorian as as number one it's great yeah. i mean that's yeah that's, that's what brought in all the casual fans that's what brought in people who've never seen star wars ever that's a good point um, yeah. like and open the door to live action for sure that was like that's why i'm saying it's like comparing apples to, yeah. to bookshelves or video cards because it's like the mandalorian was a gigantic experiment and like if that had failed i don't think they would have announced 10 new star wars tv shows agreed, like three months later yeah. like i mean like so I mean, I don't know if it's fair to compare them. You know what really, the Mandalorian is like? True. Like the Mandalorian gate. We talked about this in our in the Rising mm-hmm. Storm roundtable. The Mandalorian is kind of like Light of the Jedi for me. Is that even if other things quality is the same, the feeling of watching that first episode of Mando is like the feeling of reading those first chapters of Light of the Jedi. Is like, oh yeah. my god, they're doing it, and oh my god, it's good. Yep, right. Yeah. Like, you didn't know what to expect. There was, there's nothing like... else quite like it. I, I think the Mandalorian is the is the most intense, impactful first episode of a thing, possibly since A New Hope. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. You could really big I mean, I think the first episode of Mandalorian hit me harder than the yeah. opening of Force Awakens yeah. did, like personally, because like, I mean, just I mean, seeing the you know the little helmet thing with the with the with the music and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that that thing, the little the little Disney Plus helmet animation thing that happened because I was so good. I literally could not hear that in my head, like seriously at all, Eric. I don't know what you were doing. But listen, the, Thanks for the support, emotional guys. the emotional feeling I get seeing that stupid little helmet thing, like is it puts me it gives me those sentimental feelings I have from watching Mandalorian early in the winter with the snow on the ground. Yep. Like it's weird, dude. It's like you smell something from your childhood and you're like, Oh wow, memories. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> So, that's what it's like. It is every single so time. Far. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will exactly. Say, other than the fart of childhood that is the Mandalorian, um, I think that I think that the Bad Batch overall. I'll, I'll agree with you guys. I think that on average, if we take like my general enjoyment of the first season, I think is the strongest first season we've gotten so far. Like, I do. I love Clone Wars. I love Rebels. Similarly, Charles, those are in my heart now because we've gotten more seasons with them we've gotten more time with those Mm -hmm. characters and after four to seven seasons of bad batch who knows but like i think just as far Mm -hmm. as it had way less misses you know than Mm -hmm. i think some of the other uh shows have had and i think that it's really encouraging that that in one episode we disliked out of 16 like i mean like i think i think as a whole and we all remember season seven being like phenomenal of clone wars but the only reason that's the case is because of siege of mandalore like if you were to take out siege of mandalore or like think about the rest of the the season it's not even pretty good it was pretty good but even that was not on the same level i think as this tv show was as as the so i'm like yeah for sure that's what's so encouraging about all the animation because these shows should be getting better, right? Like, they should be picking exactly. up where the last exactly. one left off. That's so, it. yes, Clone Wars Season 1 <laughs> was super rough, but 7 was amazing. Rebels started out better than Clone Wars Season 1, ended amazing. This starting out pretty darn amazing. And if we keep seeing this improvement, like, year to year and show to show, I mean, I don't even think that's sustainable, to be honest with you, because I feel like they are really <clears throat> topping out what is possible with today's technology. 
I don't know the first thing about that technology, but that's how it seems to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I totally agree. And it's like, I don't really understand, like, how are we going to retain all this information? <laughs> There's just so much freaking content. We're like, retain it with car- weekly podcasts. Yeah. With roundtables. I, I, I think they should make their own network for us to watch Sorry. all yeah. these things over <laughs> and over away. and over again. I ran it really real quick because you guys were like, you know, we started here, we ended there. I also want to remind us that, like, the season one of Mandalorian we kept talking about, I do think we all said at the end season two was better because it brought us amazing things, like the Darksaber! Let's get a good look at that, Eric. I assumed you went to go get those tater tots from the oven. (laughs) And everybody's jealous. Um, I'm going to break it. Anyway, I had to fight the mailman for it. But like, stop I, stroking your saber. For I can't. I paid so much money for it. I have to. Um, <laughs> but like, I think that that's just the cool thing that a bunch of these shows are getting better with each season, and a bunch of the books are getting better as they go. Like the quality is rising as it should. I mean, that's life, right? Everything, <clears throat> everything you do year after year yeah. should kind of get a little better because you know more and you learn more, and like, more entertainment <laughs> is going that way, and Star Wars is definitely going that way. Yeah, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> that it does. Um, that is one big pile. Of, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and also, uh, there's a Jurassic Park thing on Netflix for the movies that made us. Really good. Watched it the other night. Um, Wonder butts. I want to tell y'all, in case we forgot, a lot of people are saying the book of Boba Fett is the next thing we have to look forward to. It is definitely oh not. Oh my god! <laughs> it is not. Visions is coming up soon. Visions, yeah, baby, man. next month. Next, Next month. Wow. Dude, what the heck? Guys, <laughs> there's too much. There's too much. There's too much Visions! and not enough all at the same time. It's, uh, Dude, we're going to get I, that droid like you, with you his have hat. To pick, I want the hat droid. There's, it's like, so in medical school, Charles, you remember this? In medical school, they tell you there's a triangle of sleep, social life, and studying. You can only pick two in the triangle. I think I think, I think, think for, for life, there is there is like social life, Star Wars, and sleep. You only pick two of them. They, two they, of also three. Say, like, seriously. they also say in med school that it's like trying to drink from a, from a fire hydrant or from a fire hose. And that's how it feels mm-hmm. being a Star Wars fan right now, too. It's just I like that's content. It. <laughs> and of course, as B Nasty reminds us in the chat, one other thing we have to look forward to. We won't be doing a Bounty Hunt episode on it. We just want you to enjoy it. Next Wednesday is going to be Chapter 16, Behind the Scenes, the Disney uh, Disney Plus The Galleries oh, show. Yes. They're doing mm. that Luke Skywalker cameo episode. <clears throat> so just enjoy that. And, of course, mm. we will be back with Bounty Hunt, not on the regular Living Force show. I'm so glad we did this, though. It's so fun to do the season endings on this show. Yeah. We'll probably do that. Um, but depending on how Visions is released in September – We'll be back with Bounty Hunt, either doing individual episodes. Maybe we'll do a recap, uh, but stay tuned for that. If this was your first Bounty Hunt, this was much more reined in, if you can believe it, than our normal Bounty Hunt episodes. Less swearing. Yes, (laughs) so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Fellas, before we get out of here, uh, any last thoughts on the Bad Batch Season 1? Because now, uh, Friday mornings, we got no more Bad Batch for a little bit. It's only Ted Lasso now. (laughs) I'll take it. Do you think... Do you think we get uh, another 16-episode season? They do like these long episodes like they did Clone Wars. I do. Me too. I do. Mm. Me too. I think they have this, this animation down, and they, yeah. have the, uh, they have the right people behind it that can pump these out every week. Or just, you know. I agree. All together. Predictions, predictions for number of seasons, anyone? Three. Three. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Star Wars Four. does come in. Coming yeah. threes. threes. Four, four from West. Because it's Clone Wars 7, Rebels 4, Resistance 2, Mando, till they stop making money. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Do you yeah. guys think that, that there will be uh, any time lapse between season one and season two? Like, will it pick up immediately, so. or is it going to be a year later? Like, what do you think? I think it'll be immediate, because one, I think they want to use the same model for Omega. Um, but two, I think that if it was a year of Crosshair being in the Empire, not tracking him down, I think they'd be like, well, why didn't he find him? Well, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> That's a pretty good Patrick star. <laughs> I no, know. this is Patrick. <laughs> no, this is Crosshair. <laughs> <laughs> I want I that. I know why Hunter didn't give me a kiss when I was leaving. I want the Bad Batch prank calling Crosshair at his desk at the <laughs> Empire. <laughs> that would be incredible. Um, yeah, no, I think three episodes would be three seasons would be great. Two was guaranteed. I think out the gate. I think we'll, you know, we never quite know the uh, ratings of Disney Plus. They they don't have to tell anyone anything if they don't want to. Yeah. But the subscribers have gone like crazy. And I do think in November there's going to be a Disney Plus day. I think they said where they're like they'll announce a bunch of upcoming <clears throat> stuff. So hmm. where is when is D twenty three? Is that a that's not a yearly thing, right? No, it's, it's every other year. year it's thing. celebration the D twenty three. I think right. Yeah. So COVID probably threw a wrench in that. Are they going to do anything this year? Probably not. I guess. No, just I think just the D twenty the D <clears throat> Disney Plus day is what they're doing instead. It'll be like the virtual call where we found out all the Star Wars shows. Maybe we'll get some dates for Book of Boba Fett. Maybe we'll get dates for, like, whatever's coming hmm. up in 2022. Isn't that generally around August 23rd? I thought it was. That's, like, oh that's Oh, yeah. They they, oh, yeah, but they pushed it. Yeah, it's in November this oh, year. they pushed it? November. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They announced it. I forgot what it was. But that's coming up, y'all. Perhaps? In the meantime, Maybe. read the books you haven't read. Watch the shows you haven't read. Watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> It's not Star Don't Wars. attack me like that, Eric. <laughs> Keep building your trailer and watch Corey's videos about building a trailer. Yeah, that's right. I published a new one today about air conditioning. Woo! There it is. <laughs> um, I love air conditioning. <laughs> well, that's great. All right, folks. As a reminder, though, we are going to be coming at you uh, with a couple regular shows coming up. we got a while before our next roundtable, um, which will be out of the shadows. Keep an eye out. Uh, hey, you guys, any, have any of you started that book yet? Yes. I bought it. I'm I'm All right. 200 pages and in. And the audio version. <clears throat> All right. Great. Two, you're two pages? 200. Oh, I was like, you have to reread those two pages. <laughs> it's on adults, it'll go quick. How many weeks do we got till we get the roundtable? It's a great question because uh, Charles decided to drop a schedule bomb on us today, so we'll see <laughs> everyone. That's a schedule bomb. I've been telling Delay. you. I usually Delay. like to start Delay. two Delay. weeks two weeks before the roundtable so I can you know retain yeah. some of that information. We'll keep you all posted, uh, but we got some fun episodes coming your way. But of course, nothing will be as fun. Last plug, as our Patreon event this Friday night. Come see the four of us realize we cannot drink as much as we could in our early 20s, but we're going to try anyway and answer some Star Wars trivia questions. And if you are a patron, make sure you're DMing Timothy with your last-minute questions to stump us because, come on, you're here. You're you're going to watch to see us get stuff wrong and be punished for it. Um, and we can't wait. Thank you to all of you, of course, on Patreon. And thank you to all of you who weekly listen to this show, that listen to Bounty Hunt, that just hang out in the Teeny community. We hope you're having a good time because we most definitely are. And we will see you next week because, my friends, that'll do it for this week's episode of Bounty Force The Living Hunt. Uh, if you're already supporting <laughs> us on Patreon, thank you again so much for that. If you're not, head over to utini.com slash Patreon and join us on Friday night. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, OK Endar, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. You can find us on Twitter 
I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at Z. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire who made a little something extra for Friday. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting with me. Thank you to all of you for watching and listening. And as always, may the force be with you. Oh, I have a fantasy draft next week. Hell yeah. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you. Always.